Hey, welcome to another episode of our Ignite City podcast. And uh, for today, we're going through uh, one phrase that stood out to me from Isaiah 53, verse 10, and it comes from the Christian Standard Bible. That's a translation I've been using in my times alone with Jesus in the mornings. Um, and I've never heard, heard this verse worded this way, and yet it's correct. It's the way that it's worded is correct. But I've just never heard it this way, and it made me stop. So it says this, yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. Friends, when we read Isaiah 53, and we read in the context that this is Jesus, uh, the writer of Hebrews is he's speaking about he's speaking about Jesus. Isaiah is speaking, okay, so this is Jesus who's to come, and what it is that Jesus would go through. This is kind of like the gospel message in the Old Testament. So it's like I've heard people say, like, this is the John 3.16 of the Old Testament. And when you read things that are in there, it's just, wow, this is who he was. Like, if you go back to verse 2, talking about Jesus uh, of Isaiah 53, he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He didn't have an impressive form or majesty that we should look at him, uh, no appearance that we should desire him. And then it goes on to verse uh, 3. He was despised and rejected by by men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. And so when you start reading through this, you go, man, so this is Jesus and what he accomplished and everything that he accomplished on the cross. And then is speaking about his resurrection, even in this passage, when you get to that verse in verse 10, that first line, yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. And I just sat there and I thought, how could it please God? How could it please the father to crush Jesus severely? And so I just started writing things down in my journal and I was praying and asking because it's just it's just such a weird way, at least because what I'm used to hearing, it was the Lord's will that he would be crushed. That's how I've usually read it. But when you read, yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. And so as I started thinking through it, and then Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, especially verse 2 came to my mind, where the writer of Hebrews says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. It's that phrase in verse 2 especially, who for the joy that was set before him, him being Jesus, he endured the cross. The severity of the crushing of the cross, uh, Jesus endured because of the joy that was set before him. And I've brought this up many times speaking and even with our church community. What was that joy that was set before him that I'm convinced that the joy that was set before him was us? And this isn't like a self-driven mentality. I'm not being selfish in this. When you look throughout the scriptures, I mean, from cover to cover, the story of the scriptures is God with us that we might be with him. That God's heart, his desire, his joy was to be with his people and his people with him. And so for the joy that was set before Jesus that he endured the cross was us. And so you can have this joy in the midst of what it is that he was going to endure. And I'm convinced that as he endured the beatings and the walking to the cross and getting smacked around and beat up and getting flogged, there was still joy that was set before him that caused him to endure all of it. And that was us. And so in the midst of his, the severity of his crushing, there was this joy that he was still going after, which was 
us with him that we might be with him. I mean, he wants us in relationship, but proximity. He wants to be with us so that we can be with him. So he endured all of it. So you see this idea of joy set before Jesus under the severity of the crushing blow of the cross. And so as I as I was sitting there going, okay, so again, is there anything? I don't want to just come up with this idea that makes me feel good. It's like, so what is it like scripturally, God, from the passage in Isaiah 53, what stands out the most as here's what the here's why it, it pleased the Lord to crush Jesus so severely. And I think it's I think we find it here in Isaiah 53, 5. I think it's in Isaiah 53, 53, 5 where it says, he, but he was pierced because of our rebellion. Now, I, I want to make sure that that stands out. A lot of times we think, well, Jesus died for the sins of the world, and it's easy to just think of other people. But when we start, when we start applying what it is that Jesus did, he, he was pierced because of, it was, it was our fault. It was our fault, and it was our rebellion. We're included in this. It wasn't just the sin of the world. Yes, it was, but it's our. We're involved in this. But it, he he endured the cross because of us, not just for us, but because of us. So he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him. And here's what I think brings about this pleasure, which is the will of God. God's will, his pleasure, um, is that we are healed by his wounds. Friends, our being healed from sin, our, our guilt being taken away from, from us, and our sin being atoned for, our healing from the wounds that come with sin, our healing from sin brings about God's pleasure. What was, it that was, what was the joy that was set before Jesus? Yes, it's us, but it's us being healed uh, from, our, from our sin, but it's by his wounds. I'll make sure I said that right. I think I might have misquoted the verse earlier. We're healed by his wounds, by what Jesus endured. Every, every scar is, is this reminder. Notice that Jesus kept the scars. When you see his, when you see his return or his resurrection and his disciples see him and, and, uh, and, and they're, they're looking at him going, oh my gosh, this is him. He kept the scars. Um, he even says, hey, Thomas, I know you're doubting, so put your hand up on my side where the spear went and look at the scars in my hands and my feet. He kept the scars, and those are constant reminders to us that we have been healed by his wounds. Because of our rebellion, because of our iniquity, Jesus took the punishment that was necessary to bring about peace for us, but the punishment was placed on him, and by his wounds, we are healed Friends, I be- and I believe that, that that act of Jesus, the joy that was set before him for us to be brought back into right relationship with him, friends, that brings about the pleasure of God. God that's how much God wants us. So I'm convinced it's at the cross of Jesus that we see two, two things. First, we see God's attitude towards sin. You sit there and go, well, how do you see that in verse 10? Just that one first line. Because, because the Father, God, God the Father crushed Jesus so severely because the sin of the world was placed upon him. Paul says it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse, uh, uh, like toward the end of that section, we find it first. It starts off in verse 17 where it talks about the fact that, we are, uh, that we're, we're new creations, that the old is gone, the new has come, that because of Christ and what it is that we did and we surrendered to him, we become new. When you get down to verse 21 in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
And so you see God's attitude towards sin, his utter hatred towards sin, and the fact that his son, Jesus, who became sin on our behalf on the cross, Jesus was severely crushed because of our sin. But you also see God's attitude toward us, that it pleased God. It was God's will that the son would be crushed. Why? Because God wants us. He wanted us in in proximity. He wanted us in relationship with him to be holy before him, to be able to stand in his presence, to be with him forever, starting now, not just in heaven, but now walking in intimacy with God and continuing on in that intimacy when we stand before him face to face, seeing him in all of his glory and everything that he's been preparing for us since he left and one day will come back to take us to be with him. So so God's attitude toward sin is that he would crush the sun severely, but God's attitude toward us and for us is that it it was the Lord's, uh, I'm sorry, the Lord was pleased to do so. Why? For the joy that was set before him because he wanted us. He wanted us. Friends, I hope that's an encouragement and a reminder to you of the goodness and greatness of God and the goodness and greatness of God's grace toward us. Friends, we should always be thankful for that, for his grace, for it truly is amazing. Friends, love you more than you know. We'll talk soon.